Welcome to Behind the Pink Ribbon, where we share stories, information, and other content related to breast cancer. My name is Melissa Adams. I am a 12-year genetic breast cancer survivor. I've learned so much through my own journey with breast cancer. I have met some amazing people along the way, many that have become lifelong friends. I have experienced the emotional roller coaster of a breast cancer diagnosis, heartache, anger, frustration, loneliness, and even gratitude. Through this podcast, we will speak to breast cancer survivors, supporters, and healthcare professionals to gain insight and understanding behind the pink ribbon. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Behind the Pink Ribbon. My name is Melissa Adams. I am the host of Behind the Pink Ribbon. I am also a certified yoga instructor, 200 hour and 300 hour, as well as certified in cancer for yoga. And I'm coming to you today with some special guests. All of my guests have previously been on my show before, but I'd like to go ahead and introduce them each. Uh, Lori Marini is with me today. So Lori, you want to tell our guests a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So I am a certified pathologist assistant. So you could think of me as your tumor expert. I'm also a life and wellness coach and a breast cancer warrior. Dr. Lawson. Hi, I'm Dr. Catalina Lawson. Thanks for having me again. Melissa, it's always great chatting with you all. Um, Over the last two decades, I've been a clinical psychologist, researcher, and professor in the field of psycho-oncology, addressing cancer's impact on relationships and sexual well-being. And through this experience, I've learned that intimate connection is essential for and a key marker of our overall wellness. So I've been supporting individuals and couples and talks, online training, psychotherapy in my practice here in Southern California and L.A., as well as online for clients living in New York and Illinois. And I'm super happy to be here. Thank you. And Stephanie McLeod Estevez. Hello, everyone. Again, it's amazing to be on the show and to be talking about our program. I am a art therapist, a licensed clinical professional counselor practicing here in Portland, Maine, although I work with people virtually all over the country. Um, I am also a stage 3A triple negative breast cancer survivor. And um, when I was going through cancer treatment, I was also a busy working mom. And when treatment wrapped up, I think like many of us on this call today, there's that both need for healing and reclaiming yourself as well as sort of figuring out what does this experience mean for me? Um, And being someone who started off my career finding art therapy after being a caregiver for my mom who had metastatic breast cancer, when I myself was diagnosed with cancer, in some respects, I sort of found my deep why. And I'm so excited about the work um, that I do with women and their loved ones and excited to be here. Thank you. So we've kind of alluded to some special thing that we have coming up. So together, uh, we've created a four-part series, a virtual retreat, and we've brought together a group of breast cancer survivors. So there are three of us who are survivors or warriors, um, thrivers, and a clinical psychologist who is Dr. Catalina Lawson. Um, and we all work to support survivors and thriving after cancer. This retreat will create a safe, empowering space to dispel myths, normalize the realities of survivorship, and build on your unique strengths to put the pieces back together after a breast cancer diagnosis. 
We're going to start the series on Saturday, February 6th, and this four-part experiential retreat will focus on different themes each month, integrating the body, the mind, spirit, and self. We'll be talking a little bit more about this retreat today, and you can learn more when you check out the website at www.behindthepinkribbon.com backslash virtual retreat series. So we're going to share a little bit about what it is that we're going to do in this retreat. Um, Again, we are going to start on February 6th. So that first retreat is going to focus on the body. So we're just going to share with you some just a little snippet of what it is that we're going to do during that retreat um, so that it might be something that you want to come and join us for. So Lori, do you want to start with what it is that you're going to offer? Absolutely. Thank you. So when you first get diagnosed, you know, it's a very overwhelming process between the biopsies, the surgeries, and all the complications that come along with that. So what we're going to talk about um, in this first segment of the four-part series is you know, you have your diagnosis, you have all these feelings, sometimes you may not understand what it means. So we're going to get a little bit into the pathology and the physiology of what's happening to you physically. And then we're also going to take a look at, you know, what does it mean um, to go through this process um, as far as treatments and some of the side effects that you might be experiencing. And, you know, with the four, the four of us in this group, we're going to give you some nuggets as to how to really move forward powerfully after a diagnosis. Awesome. Anybody well, else want to go? <laughs> and building off of um, Lori's part, I'm going to be talking about some of the sexual implications in cancer survivorship mm-hmm. um, and really focusing on how to reconnect with your body to reconnect and potentiate your sexuality. You know, generally our sexuality and intimacy across all stress, chronic stressors is the first to go. And cancer takes away a lot, but it doesn't have to take away your sexuality. So we're, I'm really going to be focusing on the physiological implications after cancer treatment and how teach you guys some skills of how to reconnect with your body. Yeah, I'm so excited, Catalina, that you're here because I feel like the sexuality piece is not emphasized enough in our follow-up. And, you know, what more is about embracing life than feeling like Mm -hmm. a sensuous, sexy, alive woman and, you know, whatever you're doing with that piece. So, um, and as well as understanding the pathology, I'm going to bring in the perspective of, you know, how do I distill down this like very overwhelming desire to have a relationship, a better relationship with my body to cope through the betrayal that perhaps I feel and the fact that it grew cancer in the first place? How can I take that overarching goal that maybe feels really far away and bring it down to the cellular level? Because so often it's not the biggest decisions that we make or the biggest um, leaps that we take forward. It's the smallest steps that bring you that much closer to yourself that sometimes become the, you know, the most fundamental and most, you know, exciting momentum that you can get. So I've developed something called cellular meditation. Um, It's an art therapy practice of looking at where am I in this moment? How can I meet my cells where they're at? 
And then how can I begin to look at what they need? And that both practices accepting yourself where you are today and then practicing that nurturing of I can take care of myself again and that so that one day I feel completely alive. Um, and it's not art therapy, in case you're worried, is not about creating a masterpiece. It's really actually a language. It's a nonverbal language that then you can really bring into your verbal understanding, which helps us also communicate what's happening for us. And I know Melissa's bringing some interesting <laughs> yoga into the mix. Well, and I love the fact that you talk about meditation, um, mm -hmm. a huge part of yoga. Um, whether people like to believe it or not is really that meditation piece of it. It's really the breath piece. And so I will be bringing into all of this a yoga practice. It will be a pretty gentle yoga. Um, even if you're not experienced, it will be something that I hope you will enjoy. Um, for me, myself, I didn't know about yoga until I was actually diagnosed with cancer. And they offered it at one of the cancer centers where I was going for support. And I showed up in my high heels and my work outfit, not knowing where I was going or what I was doing. And <laughs> I was going to do yoga. <laughs> and it really helped me to genuinely love my body again, mm -hmm. to feel safe in my body again, because having a cancer diagnosis, I felt very betrayed. And I felt like my body was, you know, trying to hurt me. And that's not a great space to be in. And so I hope that I can bring you a yoga practice that you can take away from this experience and have that practice, you know, be a part of your life, um, you know, whether it's one time a week or you do it every day or, you know, even if you do it a couple of times a month. Um, but I really, you know, it allows you to have that reconnection with your body when you do yoga. So I'm excited about that piece as well. Well, and I really appreciate, like, even when we're just talking about this first session, um, the first part of this retreat, I hope that people watching this are really fully appreciating all of the complementary and the different perspectives we're trying to weave together mm -hmm. so that it is super experiential as well. Yes. Very much because that's the part that your body um, really it has to make it its own. You yeah. know, so much of what I find is when we try particularly like this idea of cancer thrivers. Like there's so many assumptions that try to put people compartmentalize how people are doing, you know, what actually is thriving and what's this, that the whole idea here is, is very much coming up with your own practice. And that's, I think a lot of what you're so much of what all of us are bringing here are skills because we actually need in reconnecting with your body, your body during cancer treatment actually learned new coping strategies. It learned new ways at a cellular level, how to automatically act. That's how your brain, your nervous system, all of these things, it only takes three to four weeks for it to learn that. And we all know cancer treatment is long. Yeah. So, so much of what we're trying to do with this retreat is actually make it experiential to give your body this practice so that you can then begin to implement it in your day to day. And it is this slow space, but actually doing this in a community, 
you know, I think that's one of the beautiful things here is, is all you lovely ladies very much are bringing your stories and your experience and having, you know, worked with lots of different cancer survivors in this space. It's always beautiful to see how very much everyone is so unique, you know, and it's figuring out how you, what resonates with your mind, your body and your spirit so that it becomes your own. Totally. And, because and I that's been, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's just a great point, Catalina, because mm-hmm. we've all gone through something similar, but we've all had a very different experience. But it's that similarities yes. that we could really connect to and um, we could speak to. And, you know, having a community that you could, you know, part of what our session is going to be is going to be Q&A. We're going to take your questions, you know, ahead of time and we'll be able to speak to some of the, your concerns or things that you know, you may be afraid to ask your healthcare professionals. Um, and having that you have, you know, this group of experts that are here to support you and to answer these questions, you're going to get four different perspectives on you, the one question that you have, because we all have a very different experience of what, um, what having cancer means. For sure. And the the other piece I love about what we're bringing is that experiential component, because how often have I listened to a podcast or watched a webinar and been like, that's amazing, totally going to do it, and then left without doing any of it? Not because I don't have the intention, but because life is busy and complicated. And so because we have such a focus on the experiential, you're going to get a taste of everything that we bring on a on a real time, not just speaking at you piece. So I know Melissa and I are going to have a list of basic supplies that you can have on hand. So you're ready to go and it doesn't have to be a significant um, investment because with the most simplest things, you can make incredible progress. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think we all agree on that. Um, (laughs) You know, and and one of the things I want to impress upon everybody as well is the fact that even if you don't have yoga supplies, you don't have to run out and get yoga supplies. Mm -hmm. I do have some ideas uh, to offer you just regular household items. It's amazing what you can actually do to make those into yoga props um, for that experience. So Don't feel any pressure to run out and grab anything that you don't already have um, in terms of the yoga, but we are really, really excited um, and we really think that this is going to be a very different experience for everybody um, because a lot of times we are just being spoken to and not necessarily pulled in and um, taking part in, you know, what is actually happening and then also the discussion piece of it too, so... Well, and along those lines, I think one thing, because this is a four-part series, so we're going, the first part is body, the second is mind, we'll talk more about the others, and then spirit and self. One of the beautiful things is as this community grows, we actually can begin to also tailor what we are sharing with you Mm -hmm. based on what the community is wanting. So that's why we really are trying to get the word out early and encouraging you guys to send in, what are you wanting, you know, Mm -hmm. um, as well, because that's so much of how we can tailor this because one of the things that as unique you are, 
it generally everybody can pick one little piece of something that mm-hmm. resonates with them, you yes, know? Yes. And so I think that that's, what's cool too, about this. The fact that we did do this once broke it down between body, mind, spirit, self, yes. and it's monthly to give you time to integrate it in between and then come back. And again, it's this constant growing. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we should tell them about the second one too, or no. Yes. Well, I was actually yeah. just going to share the dates too. I don't know if that would be of help. No. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, our first- yeah absolutely. <laughs> so our we want session- them to come. <laughs> our first session is February 6th. And then our second retreat, we have it scheduled for March 20th. The third is going to be May 1st. And the fourth is going to be June 5th. They'll be all taking place between 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And like Dr. Catalina said, what we're trying to do is give you some time in between each session for you to be able to go and take on, you know, recognizing the areas of your life where you might need a little extra support, maybe taking some of the skills that you've learned, the new skills that were discussed during the first session or the second session and really implementing them in your life and making that change for the better for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we also have done this at a rate where it's it's actually really reasonable because we want you to show up. So it's going to be $75 for each session. Um, and if you choose to sign up for all four, we're actually giving you a discount of $50. So it would be $250 for all four sessions. And when you take us as a group collectively as to if you mm-hmm. would sign up with us each individually for, you know, one-on-one coaching or, um, you know, it's really a bargain because Mm -hmm. if you were going to have the four of us be part of your team, it would be over $2,500 for you to get the experience that you're going to be getting for $75 a day. So we really hope that you will consider signing up for all four. It's $250. There's a $50 discount. And really the the information that you're going to get from this program is really invaluable anybody else have anything to add because i'm really excited for this to happen (laughs) yes i am super excited and i think we want to just make mention of who our audience is Mm -hmm. um you know, I think that's really important. So we are looking for individuals. We're looking for women specifically who are breast cancer survivors. Um, and our target audience would be around that 35 to 55 age group. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really want anybody that, you know, maybe you're listening to this or you're watching this and you're not a breast cancer survivor, but maybe you know somebody, you know, maybe it's your sister, maybe it's your, you know, mom, I don't know, whoever it might be that you feel like they might benefit from this. Uh, we definitely hope that you will share this information with them. Um, but that, that is our target audience, target audience. So I think that's, uh, another point, important, important part, uh, to share is who it is that we're looking for. And again, you know, exactly what Dr. Lawson had said is that we really want to tailor this around what it is that you're looking for. And, um, you know, when I, when I found Dr. Lawson, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about was dating because when I was diagnosed, I wasn't in a relationship. And then another part of that was, you know, I had a hysterectomy and an oophorectomy and nobody told me that my parts were going to be different. Yes. (laughs) Different. (laughs) Um, and she gave me some really great suggestions. And so I think, um, 
you know, that is that is kind of what we're looking for. We want to make sure that this is very much tailored to those of you who are going to be a part of our audience. Well, and even Melissa, how you're like, when you say things like different, different. one thing I really love about the space that we're hoping to create is, is that one, it is a hundred percent private. Um, yes. and, and so, and it's us girls talking together, yes. like about the down and dirty about the stuff that like, quite honestly, and I say this knowing I'm not a cancer survivor, mm-hmm. but I love talking about anything down dirty, but, it's, <laughs> but that like, there's some things that we just don't feel safe talking about right. with anyone else, you know? And that's the thing that I love about this community is, is that, is, is that we actually can foster that space. And mm-hmm. the number one things our body needs to feel is safe. And once yeah. we feel safe, then we can take it outside of the community and begin to generalize it. So this community actually really gives your body that opportunity to laugh, to cry, to make fun of, to get mad at mm-hmm. all those parts of yourself that actually shifted. Because the one thing we do know is that things shifted. Yes. Period. Yes. You're How fundamentally much it shifted, different. Whatever. Yep. Things shifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why we also didn't want it to be a one-off. You know, it can't just be a one-time experience and, and you're, we're going to like fix it all. You know, it's like when you think about your body and how that interrelates with your mind and where the spirit comes in and spirit being however you personally define it, you know, that isn't, it isn't so much about one specific spiritual or religious practice, but your experience of what keeps me going through the hard times, you know, where are my, where am I reaching down deep and how, again, cancer may or may not have either strengthened or challenged or both your connection to some sort of spiritual um, feeling. And then lastly, of course, thinking about the identity, because I don't know about you, but I certainly did not go through nine months of pure hell facing the possibility of dying to feel like shit for the rest of my life. I wanted to come out feeling better. You know, I wanted to have a clearer sense of who I was. And, um, and I didn't just want to survive, I really wanted to thrive. So we needed to make it a four session series, because there is just so much to think about. And the last thing I want for any person I'm working with is to believe like there isn't, there's not enough room for the various pieces that I really need to work through. Yeah. And I think that's an important point too, is, you know, all of these things that we are talking about are typically impacted. Again, everybody's experience is different. So, you know, the degree to which it is impacted may vary from one person to the Mm -hmm. next, but these are all things, you know, I mean, mentally, you know, as we talk about the mind, um, you know, my mind was constantly racing. I struggled with sleeping because I was constantly thinking about, you know, what is going to meet me at the next corner? Mm -hmm. When I turn that corner, what am I going to be faced with? What new information, you know, what is my doctor going to tell me today? What's going to be different? Mm -hmm. You know, what more do they know? Um, you know, and, and exactly, um, 
you know, so it's not just the body that's impacted. Our body is hugely impacted, but there are so many other components. And that's really why we are, again, doing that four-part part series is to bring all of those pieces together because the reality is, is that medically, most of what they're doing is focused on the body. And we're kind of left alone to try to pick up those pieces and pull them back together and try to recreate the life that we had before all of this happened. And many times we don't have the ways to do that. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, if we could talk a little bit about what we're going to do for the mind and um, how we're going to help support people in that way. Absolutely. Anyone want to jump in on that one? Well, what is Okay, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, was I was just say, saying, I didn't know if we wanted to keep going in the order. The, Lori, me, and yeah, yeah. Yep. But either way, whatever. Yep. So from the art therapy perspective, I thought, um, you know, one of the things I do with the mind is really thinking about how PTSD or traumatic experiences really changes the nature of how your brain works and how you relate to it. And, you know, the perfect quintessential cancer PTSD moment in my mind is scanxiety. You know, that is the anxiety or whatever else you're feeling that leads up before, during, and after a scan, you know, because in my scanxiety, I mean, really when you go to have a scan, once you've been diagnosed, it's kind of like returning to the scene of a crime. And so there is no way that you're going to be completely neutral, no matter how at peace you feel about, you know, there is just, we cannot predict the ways in which our brain has squirreled away the different sensory pieces of our experience because the traumatized brain absolutely will look for that information, stuff that was related to the trauma and what wasn't related to the trauma. It's the animal brain. It's not super sophisticated. And yet, you know, we don't want to live in fear, but we have to live with what our reality is. So we'll look at scanxiety and we'll look at how to apply art therapy as a way to take care of yourself wherever you are at in that process. Absolutely. And then I'll be talking more from building off a lot of, if we view cancer as a complex trauma, within a complex trauma paradigm, so much of the cancer certainly can also trigger pre-existing shames and core beliefs of our brain Mm -hmm. that, that make us really, the difference between shame and guilt is this idea that it very much shifts how you're perceiving yourself, not something you just did, but who you are. And so inherent in this, our brain just wants to hide. It wants to Mm -hmm. shut down that, repress that. And obviously you can see how the sexual implications of that generally lead to avoidance. So we're going to be focusing on befriending these thoughts. Again, this is where that safety comes in line of just calling out some of our biggest fears So that we can then begin to actually unlock what it is you don't even just want, but what you actually desire sexually. And then we're really going to actually, I'm going to teach you some skills, integrating both mindfulness as well as cognitive behavioral techniques to begin to neutralize. Not necessarily, we're not, again, building up with Stephanie, there is realities 
There's realities mm-hmm. of how life is different, but it's living within those realities and actually neutralizing those thoughts so that mm-hmm. your brain doesn't feel overwhelmed. And then you can better make choices. Choices will become clear because so much of cancer was not a choice. And so when it comes to this idea of feeling empowered, at the core of that is this idea of actually having a choice. But because your brain gets so accustomed to just doing, 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 surviving, surviving, do what you got to do, it forgets that it has a choice every single moment. So what we're going to start doing is heightening your awareness of those choices, the underlying thoughts within it, and getting you to actually begin to assert and make your choices regarding your sexuality and intimacy. And that's so true for, you know, even everyday life outside of your sexual being, of you just looking forward, moving forward. So many times I have clients that are, come to me and they say, you know, there's no reason for me to make any plans for the future because I don't know when my cancer is going to come back. So standing in there, standing in that fear, standing in the, the unknown of what your future holds, it's a very scary place and it doesn't allow you to dream. So part of what I'm going to talk to you about is really, you know, first and foremost, acceptance, acceptance of what is happening. And then, you know, look and see what you want to create. You know, it's in alignment with, you know, what these other lovely ladies are talking about. It's like, what is that vision that you want for yourself? And, you know, part of what happens to your mind is, especially if it's, you know, um, medically induced by the, the drugs that you have been, you know, forced to take because you want to live, you know, and Mm -hmm. it has such an impact on how we think and how we feel. And Mm -hmm. this is all connected as to just really looking to empower you as someone who could start moving forward in their lives and, and just really, you know, have acceptance, forgiveness, and just really creating a new future for yourself. And I really think that that's what the beautiful part of this group is that we just all bring a different facet that will really just empower you. And we're really excited. Yeah. And Melissa, would you have anything to add? (laughs) Of course I do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I'm going to take you through a restorative yoga practice. And what I love so much about restorative is that there really is not a whole lot of movement in restorative. It is just taking you into a pose, making you as comfortable as possible, so much so that there's not one single part of your body that is active. And it's really going to take you out of that thinking mind. Um, A lot of the times when I'm cueing that, I will say to you, drop out of that thinking mind and really just allow yourself to be, just be be present, breathe, um, and just experience that. So a lot of times what happens is, you know, we get that cancer diagnosis and we immediately go into flight or fight and we spend a long time there and we don't necessarily have the tools that we need to pull ourselves back out of that. So this restorative practice that I have prepared for you will help you to be able to do that. And you can genuinely do it anywhere (laughs) Um, even if you're in the doctor's office, I used to, when I was in the doctor's office, I remember I would just lean back on the, on the bed and I would be pretty much zonked out until he came in and 
like, are you okay? (laughs) Yes, I am. I just really needed to drop out of that space and not think about what it was that we were going to talk about um, Mm -hmm. and just allow myself some time so that I wasn't constantly in that, that fight mode. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Well, and I don't know about you other ladies, but even as Melissa was talking, I immediately felt my body relaxing mm-hmm. and like yes. restorative yoga. It's like my favorite. Um, <laughs> so I think that, again, thinking about the experiential aspects of this, it very much the format of things are that Melissa's mm-hmm. going to be coming within between all of us to give yeah. your bodies that break and all of us too, ladies. Like that's the beautiful thing is, is when we are in community, we feed off one another, we support one another and we get that healing from one another. So I'm super excited for that. (laughs) I think there will be a yoga flow, right? (laughs) Yeah. That flow between, you know, welcoming to Lori kicking us off, Melissa coming in and out, Catalina, and then the art therapy piece wrapping it up and sort of holding that space um, each time we meet. So while the subjects might be um, changing, there will be a lot of consistency to how each day is run um, that I think will really support everybody getting into the zone, which is great. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Well, in the third, the third month. So, where are we yes. talking now? May or May April first? Is it May on first, International the Labor Day? <laughs> May first, February, March, April. No, April, isn't it? Spirit? I think it's no, it'll May. be May first. We oh. yeah, we did May first. Yeah, just oh, gotcha. the timing. Something oh, okay. happened. I forget the timing, but okay. yeah. So May first. Yeah. So May first, we're going to the theme will be spirit. And this is really where I'm going to integrate a lot of mindfulness approaches. And this, I think, will continue, again, building on what we've been talking about, really encourage us to be present to the uncertainty, to harness that power of our sexuality. A lot of my research with breast cancer, with cancer survivors is really focused on this concept of liminality, feeling like you're walking a tightrope and waiting for waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know, and, and actually being present with that and actually finding power within that and finding that strength again, and really nurturing our souls in that. This is why, again, reiterating that idea that this is a practice, you know? Um, And so that's a lot of what I'll be talking about in the third spirit in May, apparently. Yes. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And along the same lines, you know, the focus that I have is really like, you know who you want to be. You know what you want for yourself in your life. And it's really, we're going to talk about how do you stay true to that? You know, you have, there's so much anxiety. There's so much overwhelm. There's so, you know, there's physical limitations that you're still dealing with. Um, I know I'm three years out and I still have times where I'm reminded that, hey, I went through that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's a constant thing that we're going to that we deal with. And it's something that you really just need to find a way in order to still be true to yourself and keep moving forward. And so that's something that we're going to talk about as well. 
Totally. I think the spirit piece, Lori, really helps with that reconfronting the reality, you know, because we all need to have that light at the end of the tunnel, you know, no matter what the tunnel is describing. And so, you know, finding either new ways of expressing that or reconnecting with ways you already have. Uh, One of the ways that I look at thriving through uncertainty is really unpacking what we call the four universal fears, you know, and so every time I do a talk, people's eyes are always like, what are the four universal fears? (laughs) So I promise I will share them with you. Um, They're really at the fundamental existential dilemma that every human being on this planet faces and understanding what they are and how you personally experience them and having, again, because they're universal fears, there's a lot of taboo nature to them. And if we don't have the opportunity to express them, what happens? Well, it gets inside of us. It actually affects us and our ability to thrive and have the, you know, the highest health that we can, it really affects us. And it can affect our relationships, our ability to be intimate with ourselves, our friends, our partners. And so this is probably, I mean, I love all of them, but the spirit session in my mind is like, oh yeah, baby, you know, we're bringing it full forward and we're not, you know, again, from that experiential angle of we're not going to just talk about it, but we're going to give you some really practical ways of working your way through it. But I want to hear what yoga has to say about (laughs) the spirit, because breath is, right? That's it. Breath is everything. Mm -hmm. And so for the spirit piece of it, I'm going to bring in yoga nidra. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't ever done yoga nidra, I just saw Catalina like, oh, it's so delicious. Mm -hmm. It is just, it's the only way that I can describe it is that it's so yummy. Uh, But it really is considered yogic sleep. And the intent is not to sleep, but to really allow yourself to fully relax, to fully surrender, to Mm -hmm. just um, be where you are, to be present. And I'm going to guide you. It's It's kind of like a guided meditation, and I'm going to bring in components for spiritual healing. Mm -hmm. That way, um, you know, again, it's one of those things where you could take some of what I'm going to teach you and do it yourself. And so when you need to pull out that tool to use in whatever situation you might need it, it will be available for you. Um, But it's, I don't want to give too much away because it's, it's that delicious and you just Mm -hmm. really need to experience it. (laughs) Um, it. (laughs) But I am actually going to take you through two yoga nidra sessions. Um, so the the last session that we have is focused on the self and identity, and that's going to be on June fifth. And for that one, I am again going to do a yoga nidra, but I'm going to focus on the heart chakra and just self love, bringing in love to yourself and sharing out love to everybody else. Just having an open heart and just really knowing that you are worthy, that you are valuable, and that you are worthy of all pure love. I love that. I absolutely love that. And honestly, you know, I see this segment as how can you just get back to doing the things that you love, you know, and and honoring yourself 
and also you know what how we all came to be to where we are today is really just taking our experience and becoming of service for others and i know that we all have that in some way and so we would love to be able to impart that you know knowledge with you as well and what about sexuality wise <laughs> well definitely our final um segments um, of the self, I am going to really try to foster a space where women get to integrate their cancer journey into their sexual narrative. Stephanie mentioned how we have all of these stories. And again, so much when we talk about our sexuality is a lot of shame. Um, mm. And you, all of you women talked about feeling betrayed with your bodies. And Really, when we're talking about the self, integration is so much embracing those darker parts of ourselves and and integrating them because they make so much of who you are now and actually embracing all of that as one to your narrative and how you begin to see your body and how you want to actually potentiate that in your sexuality. How do you want to actually move through and use all of those wounds, all of that heartbreak, but all of that fire mm -hmm. together. And that's what we're really going to work on. And so we're going to do some narrative work there and, and really actually looking specifically at some of those wounds and some of those, those parts. And again, this is where I think we put the self at very much at the end because the idea is, is if you sign up for all four, we have a very safe space that has built up so that your bodies will be ready to then begin to actually really integrate and feel a bit. And you'll start noticing how you look at yourself mm -hmm. different, how you're presenting your body different, how you're walking in different. And that's the whole goal is, is bit by bit putting these pieces back together and figuring out exactly how you want to put them back together. So awesome. And I wish I had this, right? I wish I, I had this, this experience available mm -hmm. to me when I needed it. It took a very long road to get to where we are. And so I'm really excited to learn from each and every one of you. Thank you. Stephanie, how about yeah. yourself with your art? Therapy? So I'm so excited because the self session is really going to show showcase the strength of what art therapy does for storytelling. When you're figuring out any major life experience, not just cancer, graduating from school, getting married, having a child, getting a new job, how do we integrate those new experiences into our life where we tell a story. I mean, we use social media to tell the stories of what's ha happening to us. Hopefully we don't just gloss over the pretty moments and hide the negative ones. But, you know, here we are. If you want to feel like yourself again, you've got to find a way to tell your story. And art therapy does that 
I like to call it, it creates a little ESP, right? So ESP is magical. When you have that instinct, when you know what you need out of life, you feel more empowered, you feel more secure, you feel more certain of where you're going. So the reason why I call it ESP is that the E stands for express. You know, if you are, if something's happened to you, you have the need for expression. Um, Art can help you express all of those compartmentalized things that you squirreled away when you were trying to uh, just make it through the day. And um, it helps you unpack that story bit by bit. And the fact is, is that when you start to unpack it, you uh, also give yourself the ability to soothe because rather than having it running around in your head or being confused as to what is wrong with me, I mean, I have that conversation with people all the time. I don't know why I'm falling apart. Like treatment's over. I should be good. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. Like the work has really just begun. Um, and you're not crazy. This is a normal reaction to what you've gone through. And so, you know, there's a feeling of pain in our body, mind, spirit, and self. And so when you have something inside of you and you put it on paper, you're soothing that because you're getting that distance and you're starting to validate what exactly did even happen to me. Um, and so that allows your nervous system to relax. And that, of course, is soothing. And then finally, the P, the processing, which is the juicy part. We want to make meaning from our experience because if we can make meaning, we can find closure. And if we have closure, we have integration. And cancer no longer dominates the narrative of our every friggin' moment of our life. And so, um, yeah, so we're going to look at... Um, I'm going to offer people, they can look at any point of their cancer experience, but I often recommend starting with, let's tell the story through color, shape, and form of being diagnosed, because that's something that everybody in the room will have had happen to them. Um, and that will just give you a little bit of taste of how this can really help you unpack that piece bit by bit. Mm. Nice. My gosh. <laughs> we have so much good stuff coming yeah. um, so in this series. I am just over the top excited and um, I am thrilled that the four of us have come together to bring this idea that genuinely was just something written on paper <laughs> for a long time uh, for me and really created something that I think is going to be so beautiful and so impactful um, for the women that do go through this experience. Um, so are there any other last uh, comments or thoughts before we start to wrap this up? <sighs> <laughs> I, you know, and uh, the only thing that I want to say is that it's not going to be doom and gloom, right? Like we want to make this no. fun experience for you. So if you're hearing work, it's not going to be work. It's actually going to be something that we're going to just flow through. It's going to be really great. And, you know, you will, you will come out of this experience, just be rejuvenated with every session. So don't get worried. You're in good hands. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that that's important yes. because that yes. was a lot of the idea for us of how we were structuring this. Because I don't know about you guys. I've already done some, during this pandemic, some like long 
all day trainings and, and it's exhausting. And so that's mm. where the yoga gives our body a break. And, and then again, that's, that's the experiential thing. We're wanting to move and teach our body, interact with one another virtually. That's mm-hmm. the cool thing. I think that this pandemic has brought is mm-hmm. this ability for us to figure out how we can connect and and literally experience one another um and i think that that's going to be one of the cool parts of it and then i don't know if you guys are getting a flavor for us but all of our personalities too are all very complimentary <laughs> yes, yeah. and our energies are all yes. very complimentary so hopefully again i think that it's been a really cool it's going to be a really cool space that we're we're all coming together for yeah so definitely make sure to mark your calendars february 6th is the first one and Melissa, how can they find the information on the retreat again? They can find the information at the Behind the Pink Ribbon website. So it'll be www.behindthepinkribbon.com backslash virtual retreat series. And I'm sure you'll be able to find it on all of our Instagram and Facebook accounts. Of course. <laughs> um, so it will be out there. I have no doubt that uh, you will be able to find that information. I can't wait to bring our communities together. I'm like, I've been excited since Melissa reached out and said, hey, I've got this idea. <laughs> um, but today just is another affirmation, I think, of of the intention and um, the talent and the expertise that we bring together. So I'm so, so excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. Super excited. Register now. Save your seat and send in your questions. (laughs) Yes. Once you register, that's the other thing is you'll get some emails, right? Mm -hmm. Melissa, um, asking, giving you instructions and stuff like that, but definitely give us your questions ahead of time and some things that you want us to Mm -hmm. already prepare for. So we're going to get, we're, we're already, we've got a lot of stuff ready, but we're also super still flexible and open to adding other content. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. If there is something that we get from you that we realize we're missing, we're going to go back and reconsider what it is that we've already done and see if we can incorporate that information. Uh, because it's, you know, we are trying to hit a large audience, obviously, um, you know, but at the same time, we want to make this a very intimate and personal experience for each and every one of you. Um, so with that, I am just going to say thank you so much for tuning in, for listening. We really hope that you will join us at our four-part retreat series and all the best. Thank you. <laughs> I am just super excited. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> but, um, super excited. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. Super thank excited. You. We're going to get this done. Thanks, Melissa. Register now. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye, guys. Register now. Register. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Pink Ribbon. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you or anyone you know would be interested in sharing your story, please send an email to podcast at behindthepinkribbon.com. Thinking about advertising on this podcast? Our ads not only create awareness for your brand, but also contribute to the continued growth and support of this show. Email us today and be on our next episode. Email podcast at BehindThePinkRibbon.com for more information. You've been listening to Behind the Pink Ribbon, produced by American Creative Consulting. 
mixed and mastered at Riverview Podcasting Studios. For more information, please visit designbyacc.com.